This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. So I'm so excited today to have Alice Clover on the podcast. Alice is actually the first returning guest that I've had. Um, her last episode was out in, almost a year ago. So it was out in September. It was episode 27, if that's one you want to go back and listen to. And since I last spoke to Alice, she's actually published a second book. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So hi, Alice. Thank you for being here again. Hello. It's lovely to be here again. It's lovely to have you. So um, for anyone who hasn't listened to your first episode, Alice, can you just give us an introduction to yourself, please? Okay, so I am a self-published children's writer and my first book, Girls Love to Fart, has sold over 14,000 copies and became a bestseller last year. And I have now just released a new book called Princesses Don't Have Stinky Bums, which is all about teaching girls that they can have adventures and be capable and um, have their voice heard. Thank you. And as we record this, so we're recording this in June, I think your, your book has been out for, it's, it's probably less than a week as of today, isn't it, Alice? It's really recent. That yeah, it's four out. days. Yeah. Wow. So how is it going so far? It's going really well. Yeah, there's lots of interest and I've had loads of support, loads of people resharing the posts on their social media and um, it's had a really good response so far. I wanted to get it out there because um, it's basically written because my eldest daughter, who's seven, likes to dress up and be a princess. And one morning I called her Stinky Bum. And she said, princesses don't have stinky bums. So I thought that's really great for a book title. And um, we've also crossed out the don't on the front cover so that it kind of makes more sense to whoever's buying it. Um, And actually, she asks for it most nights for bedtime because she loves the idea of it now and it's really helped her. Well, thank you. And and so, so far, so I know we're only four days in, so it's really new, but is it, does it feel different from when you published your first book? Yeah, it feels different because I've learned so much since, and I've also been doing a lot more networking this time around. I've got a lot more connections who I can ask to support me with sharing it. Um, and 
I self-published through Ingram Sparks and because of the sales of the last book I've now become a pro member so I can contact them whenever I want and they will always respond to me pretty much straight away and help me through the process whereas before we I was doing it blind really and um, my illustrator was having difficulty uploading the files but now we can ask somebody else to to help with that side of things in the support team and that really helps fortunately this time the I've got, it's a different illustrator and um, the files uploaded much easy much more easily but she also realized that she'd um, uploaded them at too high a resolution so the some of the pages weren't coming out how, how we liked so we've resolved that and it's kind of been much more straightforward this time with getting the quality that we wanted okay that's good and who did you say you were self-publishing with because sorry I missed the name Oh, Ingram Spark, they're called. So what do they do? So if, you, so if you're looking self-published, I had the, I had the um, idea that if you self-published, there was, you could do it with nobody else involved. And I'm assuming you could do it completely on your own if yeah, you wanted you, to. So what do, what, do they, what do they do for you? I'm just interested. They distribute for you. Right. So they distribute it to every single outlet. And then it's up to the outlet to say whether they will accept it or not. Okay. And um, were you working with them when you first published your first book or has that relationship started since? Yeah. So um, I was recommended to go with them by somebody else who was self-published. And um, so I got in contact with them and, and, and did all the filled out all the information and everything sometimes it can be a little bit confusing because it's an American site so all of the um, categories are American rather than UK English so um, it kind of took a little while to understand exactly what it was I needed to type in to list my book but now I know what I have to do and um so yeah to begin with it was a bit tricky because like I said the, the illustrations took a long time to upload and we weren't quality we weren't satisfied with the quality so um we um had to keep going back and forth and now fortunately we've been re able to upload the files properly so so the qualities as we want it but um yeah it's it it's turned out much better than I dreamt of because they said to me that last year I was one of their best-selling authors well that's fantastic and so do they manage the um the print on demand for you as well yeah the print on demand and the distribution they don't market it unless um sometimes if you tag them on social media they'll repost uh but that's kind of not what they're there for because a, a traditional publisher would deal with all of that side of things but um i have i've done all of the promotion and publishing uh, uh, marketing and um 
uh, advertising and everything for both books. So that it kind of, in that respect, it, it involves a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. And I can see you've done a really good job on that. Because um, I mean, I think you're really visible in what you're doing. And we'll definitely talk about that in a bit more detail I'm just really curious so with your first book doing so well do you think there would have been an option for you to have been traditionally published this time round and I know that's not what you wanted um I'm just I'm just curious as to whether you think that could have been an option and also why you chose to self-publish the second time around and I know that was a I know that was your choice um it'd be just really good if you can explain that to people because I'm not sure that everyone will perhaps understand the difference between traditional and self-published so it might be good to touch on that okay so if you're traditionally published you tend to have access to more places so my book is available online it's not in any shops some shops won't even consider stocking your book because you're not traditionally published so it does limit you uh, but because I approached several publishers in the first place and they all rejected the book, I thought I'm not going to do that again. If they want to publish me and they, they contact me and they give me a really good deal, then that would be a consideration. But I thought it's working really well, the self-publishing route. It does take a lot of work, but I'm happy to do that. And I know that once the books are out there more and more well known, they'll just take off on their own because that's what's been happening. And I really believe in my heart that they are going to. Um, so, yeah, it's just worked out really well for me and my both my illustrators, because it we know that the books will sell and um like I said, we can have regular contact with people at Ingram Spark so that we can get the support as and when we need it, rather I, than being in the dark. And I suppose with traditional publishing, the fees or commissions are obviously a lot higher as well. So sort of financial wise, just, you're not making as much. And I know that's not what it's about, but I guess that's also a consideration, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely a consideration because obviously, you know, as a self-published author, I do want to be able to have an income. Um, but yeah, the um, fees are high and I don't want to, or I, I like having the freedom. So if I did want to go with Ingram Sparks anymore, I could self-publish somewhere else and they would have no ties with me at all. Whereas quite often with traditional publishers you have to agree to publish x amount of books with them and I like this flexibility as well and also one of the things that I don't want is I've put so much hard work into what I'm doing for the last three years I don't want a publisher turning around and taking all the glory and uh, reaping the rewards because because I feel like I, I want to be recognised in my own right. Yeah, absolutely. And so you should be. And I think as well, you mentioned that a traditional publisher, you can get you into bookshops. But I guess in the past year, so many shops have been closed. I think most people are buying their books online anyway. So it's not, it's not like, um, I don't know how many years ago, 20 years ago, say, where being in book, where being in actual stores was probably quite a big thing for an author. 
because now yeah. so many people buy their books online anyway that I yeah I, that's probably not so much of an advantage no it's not so much of an advantage but it is a good selling point when you walk past a, some of them and they've got the the window displays oh I that just, makes sense yeah I always think you know my books would look perfect in those windows because they're so colorful and the titles are so eye-catching and I I think that they definitely would fit so who knows one day that might be the case that that they might realize that actually self-published books have just as much validation as traditionally published books yeah I mean I can't remember if we spoke about this last time because obviously that was a year ago my memory isn't the best Alice but um I I'm actually really surprised to hear that some bookstores won't put self-published books into their shops that's actually really shocked me because I don't think it says anything about the quality of the book necessarily I don't know I guess that's just a you know misconception that they have, but I don't think, yeah, I'm I'm actually quite surprised that that's the perception that they have. Yeah, it might be. I don't know if it's snob factor or what. I I don't know. Um, there is a particular book near me, a bit bookshop near me that is um, really popular, and. Um, it doesn't matter how successful the self-published author is, they will not stock the books. Well, that seems such a shame. And I think the stores are probably missing out on loads of wonderful books as well because of that. Yeah, I agree. And and I think um, it's also not moving with the times because with the internet, obviously people have access to much more than they did before. and um it works in two ways doesn't it because you could come up with the best book title in the world but unless you're willing to put the effort in to promote it and and continuously tell people about it no one's going to know about it and in fact a friend of mine told me about another friend of hers who had written these really brilliant books but they just expected them to sell and didn't market them or anything and they haven't sold even though the titles are very catchy and children would love them oh that's interesting and yeah we definitely in just a minute we are going to come on to marketing because I think you've done such a great job of marketing your books and I can see you're you know you're doing it continuously and I definitely want to get sort of your tips and advice here um but one sort of final question about the publication of your second book. So have you done anything new or differently to what you did first time round? Is there anything that you've learned that you've that you've changed with the launch of this book? Yeah, we didn't advertise it until it was ready. Because I advertised Girls Love to Fart far too early and then had to have advice from other people about getting it finished because um, someone said that other people could steal the concept I really did not want that to happen oh that's really interesting because I know that they talk about um and I, I, was, I talk about this to people with products as well about talking about them before they're ready but I guess it's getting that time scale right in that case because I mean I did see you talk about princesses have stinky bums before the launch but it wasn't that far before was it was it was weeks I think is that is that right yeah basically when the book was finished um Myself and my illustrator asked on uh, some writing groups on Facebook for advice. 
and um, the front cover had to be changed slightly because other people on there were saying what they think would make more sense and how we could improve it. So um, that's what started it. We knew the book was complete so that no one else would have time to take that idea basically and make the changes that were needed. We did have to put the date release date back because we just weren't ready. So um, then when uh, we were ready, um, she created some um, countdown posts and everything to fit in with the colour on the front cover so that everything kind of had a brand for it. And how far in advance were you doing that? Like, let's say on, on your social media. So sort of how far about you telling the, the public about it? Oh, is it possible to pause this? Don't worry, what we'll do. Oh, right, pause? no, yeah, I'll pause. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, I did the countdown uh, five days before the book was due out and we um, posted on all of our social media platforms and I've had a lot of shares on LinkedIn. People have been posting, reposting on um, Facebook and um, sharing in their stories on Instagram. So it's all been really well received and um, yeah, so many people have been supporting the book. That's amazing. And, and I, well, I think that's though, a lot of that's down to like all of the work you've done in the past couple of years, I would say, because you've been so visible and you've done such a lot to market and promote your first book that I think it makes total sense that people are behind you now because you've built up an audience and a following. So I think that's totally down to sort of... So, so what I'm trying to say is I would say it's not just for people listening I don't think that's down to you doing anything perhaps different this time it's because of all the work you've done up until this point yeah and I think because um I've also been fortunate enough to support other self-published authors as well so so uh for example someone has self-published a book on Amazon and um uh, they did we've got a group chat and a networking thing that that I'm on and uh, they said they had two five-star reviews on there already and were really happy and so I so I left a five-star review I haven't read the book but I know what it's about and I've chatted to the person who's written it so um, I said oh I've just left you a five-star review and it came up and they then used that review as a promotional post so I feel like when people are supporting each other, it then helps us all grow. Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, it's been really early days, but have you seen, uh, I'm assuming that you have, but let's ask anyway, um, have you seen more sales of, of this book in the first couple of days than you did with your first release? Yeah, lots of people have been getting it. And also um, because of the things that have been going on with Amazon, and it basically it was Monday morning it was fine then by the afternoon it said currently unavailable and now the listing's gone 
a bit odd um and i have a feeling it's because they print on demand so they didn't have a backlog of stock and they're trying to catch up with themselves so all being well they should reshare relist it and everything should be like because it first of all it was one to two month wait and then hopefully when they've relisted it will be next day delivery for people so um it's been yeah that that should resolve it's been a bit frustrating because I know that people want it and people were messaging me saying it says it's unavailable when's it going to be available and I was saying oh I'm trying to sort that out Ingram Sparks were um, messaging Amazon to try and sort it out and because it's self-published through them uh, myself and my illustrator couldn't get any information from Amazon so I've kind of been in the dark that's really frustrating and yeah I mean I think I've, I've spoken about this so much on this podcast Amazon can be really frustrating even if you can contact them in terms of the information they provide but yeah how frustrating to have so how many that was the first day of release that happened yeah oh my goodness well hopefully well by the time people listen to this it's going to be a few months on and so it will be always available and hopefully back on prime so we will definitely link to the book in the show notes um yeah how frustrating and I guess are you finding you're getting a lot of repeat customers so so customers who bought your first book and then you know love that book and then coming on to buy this one yeah a lot of repeat customers and a lot of people who tell me that um my work is is changing like um someone said that that my books changed their narrative around bodily functions overnight and they've all become much more accepting as a family and um have been able to talk about it rather than feel embarrassed by it and so that makes such a big difference to me knowing that that it's it's changing even if it, it even if it's just one person that I've I've managed to help with their language and um understanding around natural bodily functions and also how this impacts on girls and their well-being and you know if we're telling girls that what their body does is wrong or that how they are is wrong or how they want to behave then that carries on throughout the whole of their life and if I can help just you know, like I said, just one little girl just become much more co- confident in herself, then that's my job done, basically. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that you're doing that. Um, so we, sp- we talked a little bit before we started recording about the fact that you've seen an increase in sales and girls love to fart since releasing your second book. Should we talk about that a little bit? Because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think because people have been seeing my posts and they associate me with girls love to fart that's basically my my uh main reputation I suppose I don't know more people know me they know me um so yeah they've they've seen my posts and then when I guess on Amazon as well the algorithms it says people who looked at this book also looked at this book and so they're looking at both books now and that's gone up but last June we also that was when we first became bestsellers for that book so um 
earlier on in the year it's been quite slow but now it's going up again I think we were talking about this as well weren't we that if you find an author that you like you do then tend to go and see what other books they have so hopefully you will see an increase in in sales from both of your books just because you have two books and so if people like one chances are they'll go and buy the other yeah exactly and and that's why I've wanted to get more books out because I know that people will then a, a fresh interest will occur because I felt like with Girls Love to Fart, it was a little bit stagnant and there was only so much that I could do to advertise it and promote it. And now it's done, it, a lot of the time it's pretty much done its own uh, promotion and marketing. I haven't actually had to do a huge amount. Yeah, you, you know, you say that, babe, but I think you've done a great job of marketing. I see you marketing your books all the time and I think you've done a fantastic job and I'd like actually to talk a little bit about that because um, we, you've mentioned before you don't have a marketer, you don't have any sort of team behind you. So how have you kept up sales yourself? What sort of things have you been doing? I've been reaching out to people. There's been a couple of influencers who've shared it and um, one of the influencers shared it her partner reading to their children and they have a fart machine and they were all really giggling so that helped massively um and also um I have been telling everybody about it I did a photo shoot recently dressed as a whoopee cushion and I was on a radio show based in Cornwall and that was great um and yeah just kind of people talk about it and then like people will say to me oh yeah I've heard of that book in fact a friend of mine was on a a business uh, networking call and um it's specifically for women and she was talking about how uh because it obviously being self-employed is is there's more challenges for women than there are men and um so apparently the woman who runs it said something about uh someone farted in an interview or something and felt really embarrassed and then my said about my book and um someone else on the call said oh I know that friend too and she actually does another networking call that I do. So, um, yeah, a lot more people are talking about it and know about it. And and um, when I reached out to the illustrator for Princesses Don't Have Stinky Bums, she said that her friends have talked about it. And, I mean, she's in her 20s. So there's kind of, seems to be a lot of people at least know about it even if they don't have a copy I think you've been really visible I mean you've been visible yourself but I think also so I've, I've personally seen you in the bestseller charts quite a few times on Amazon over the past year um do you think that that does something as well for your sales that when you get into those charts do you see even more of a boost because you're a bit more visible yeah definitely see more of a boost and um especially when it's ranking next to other books that people 
buy like there's some books that people people in shops say they will sell those books every single day without fail and my book's been ranking next to that I mean on one of the charts it was ranking next to um, Michelle Obama's autobiography which is the best-selling autobiography of all time oh wow yeah that that must do something for yourselves yeah that's amazing so I would love um and we are sort of getting towards the end of my, my list of questions Alice but one thing I'd really like to know is some ideas of practical things you think other authors can do when they're promoting their book so but I guess we'll take it into two sections first of all when they're launching or perhaps ready to launch a book and then what kind of things can you do ongoing because I guess um the longer a book's been out perhaps the harder it is to to maintain that focus and and attention so it'd be really good if you could give us some ideas of things that you've done that have worked that perhaps others might like to try yeah so I'd say to initially do the countdown and um, get as much uh, generate as much um, exposure as possible straight away and uh, networking's worked for me massively but I appreciate that not everyone is comfortable networking if you do a post and anyone comments, always reply to the comments. If you get a negative comment, don't respond. And quite often, from my experience, other people respond on my behalf. And then quite often I'll get sales then and there. So that seems to work. Uh, negative publicity. Um, and... Um, yeah be really truly thankful to every single person who buys the book and supports you because if it wasn't for them you can't get to where you want to be uh also reach out for support from people so if you know somebody who is an expert in marketing but you can't afford to get someone to do your marketing ask them questions and see how you can do it yourself if you know somebody that um is skilled in um design and you can't afford uh, an illustrator whatever get tips to see how you could can do that or uh so with my illustrators we've agreed to split profits 50 50 because i haven't been in the position to be able to pay because the average illustrator for a children's book is around £7,000. And I would say that the majority of self-published writers are not financially in that position to do that. Um, I haven't got the skill set to do illustrations myself. Some people do. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that, then maximise on those skills. And again, promote yourself continuously on social media. I'm not very comfortable with doing lives or TikTok or, you know, any of that. And I know that if I did that kind of stuff, then it would generate even more sales. But I'm just working on the skills that I have. So I'm very good at communication and uh, talking to other authors supporting other authors getting a copy of their book promoting their book leaving reviews for other people and um just being present really just so that people know that if if they need to contact you 
reply to their messages or um, if you can't reply to their message straight away, just say, I'm really sorry, I can't respond right now, but I will respond to you. Just to acknowledge. Thank you. And you mentioned as well, you are um, they're fantastic advice. Thank you so much for all of those tips. Those are really practical things people can start doing. Um, you mentioned earlier about being in Facebook groups. So is that something you'd recommend or joining Facebook groups for self-published authors? Yes, there's a lot of writers and uh, authors promotional uh, sites. There's uh, right. There's writing groups to give you tips. There's writers and illustrators groups. There's children's groups. Um, there's all sorts of different types of groups. So you've got to find what works best for you. But um, that's where we got the feedback for the front cover and we changed it. And I replied to every, every person who commented saying that we've taken on board what you've said. Did another post with the updated front cover and said, this is the changes we've made. Thank you for your advice. It, it was, it's really helped. And um, just so that people know that actually what they're saying isn't falling on deaf ears because that quite often feels the case in social media I think you feel like you're a bit invisible and see all these other posts where people seem to have everything sorted in their life and forget that actually a lot of work goes into that and um, it quite often with people who have a book out and um, say for a celebrity for example they will be traditionally published because their publisher will know that they'll get sales so they have a huge team behind them working on everything that uh, needs to be done to get the book out there and for self-published people that's really daunting because you have to genu generally do it yourself unless you're fortunate enough to have money to be able to delegate tasks to the people who know so um, because I've been able to go to different events like obviously I met you in person and um, if it wasn't for Thrive I wouldn't be where I am today um, and other uh, business uh, events that I've been to in the past I've had so much support and information from people and I think that it makes such a difference absolutely thank you so much for saying that I think that sort of connections and collaborations and, and genuinely wanting to help people which I see you do all the time really does does help because um yeah I think relationships play a huge part in everything so that's brilliant advice Exactly. And you've given me loads of advice. You've, you've, you've recommended different websites to use and different places to look for whatever it is that I um, need help with. And I really do want to create more products and merchandise in the future and um, working towards um, expanding so that I can do that because I know that people would really want to have products as well as as the books oh well thank you for saying that I mean like you I always I come from the place where if I can help someone I will because I think you don't need to 
get anything back from it I just think it's a nice thing to do isn't it to be able to help somebody else is lovely and, of, and I do think you do get benefits from that but of course that's not why we're doing it but um it's just nice isn't it to be able to feel that you've been of use to somebody yeah exactly and I feel for me because I have generated so much knowledge um I want to pass that on and I've this week I've had somebody messaging who it has written a romance and wants to self-publish and and I've been doing a step-by-step guide to help her um get become as find it as easy as possible to reach the goal that that that, that she wants to reach because um it's it's very daunting especially when you've done it for the first time and um uh, like for example a lot of self-published authors don't know who their target audience are so they can't um then target people correctly so I always say the first thing you need to do before you do anything is create the personas of your target audience and know those people inside and out and uh it's recommended i mean um, you know this already but three people minimum so that you can make sure every time you do a post every, every time you market or anything you are targeting those people and then you're far more likely to succeed in whatever it is you want to do that doesn't matter if what what um business you have if you don't know your target audience then you're never going to get to the point where you can reach your full potential yeah absolutely I think that's great advice don't they say something like if you're talking to everybody you're talking to nobody I think that's the quote and I think that's that you'd like you say I think that's true for anything that you're doing you just really need to think about who it is you're talking to and who your product or book or service whatever it is is actually for um and having that person in mind definitely helps um so yeah and I do really appreciate how much you want to help other authors as well I think that's fantastic that you're willing to share your time and your knowledge with with other people and with that in mind I've got one final question for you which is what would your key advice be for other people other self-published authors or perhaps people who just even even if they have in the back of their minds, they might want to some pub, self-publish at some point in the future. What things would you like them to know? Um, just do research into how they would like to self-publish because there's so many different options. I mean, you can self-publish just through Amazon alone. And that helps people who are, have absolutely no way of paying for any publishing. Um, because with the publisher that I went through, you have to pay an initial fee um, but with uh, Amazon's KDP you publish through them and they provide you with a, um, a ISBN number but it means that you literally cannot sell anywhere else and the beauty of self-publishing through other platforms is that if you are trying to promote your book not everybody likes Amazon so um, you have the opportunity to advertise your book and say, yes, it is on Amazon, but it's also available at these other independent bookshops and they really need your support as well. So don't feel like you have to just buy it off Amazon. 
Um, but yeah, it just depends on everyone's what what funds they have, what they feel would be the best selling platform for them, and um, how much time and effort they want to put in, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. And I actually had no idea that if you published solely on Amazon, that was the only place you could sell. Um, I'm assuming that if you wanted to, you could go down the route of buying an ISBN for yourself yep. if you wanted to do it that way and have a few more options. So yeah, it definitely sounds like some research is needed um, into what works best for you. Because yeah, just that small thing you've just told me that if you go on Amazon, you can't then sell that book anywhere else, I think would be a game changer for some people. Because as you say, not everyone wants to just have their book on Amazon yeah and I've known self-published authors who have desperately tried to um, self-publish in other ways I know somebody who did a kickstarter and the kickstarter wasn't successful and they wanted to get their book out and the only option for them was to self-publish through KDP and that um, probably means that like for their own ethics it's not something they wanted to do and also they've limited their audience um I also know somebody else who's traditionally published and their book's really brilliant and the publishers will not stock on Amazon they do advertising campaigns so that um, they can get their books out but that's their ethos is to not do that um, and um, in this case, the author's sales have not been as much as they could have been. But then um, a lot of people I know have turned away from giants like Amazon because they want to keep independent bookshops alive and support them. Absolutely. I mean, we spoke about how in the past, you know, year, most people have been buying books online. But then on the other hand, now bookshops are opening, I think more people are going back to supporting what's on their high street. So I think you're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that you shared today, Alice. I appreciate it so much. Um, it's great to have you back. It's great to hear that you have a second book and that your first book is still doing well. Um, hopefully that's given a lot of confidence to other self-published authors that this can be something that you can do and continue to do as well. I think it's really interesting the impact on launching a second book has had on your first book. Um, and the fact that I think, if, you know, a couple of years on, your first book is still doing really well. I think is amazing and a testament to also you and all the hard work you put in because as I say I see you everywhere you're very visible and you work very hard at promoting it yeah and that's the thing isn't it being self-employed is not nine till five it is literally all the time yeah. <laughs> so that's I think that's what people kind of don't really appreciate because yes you can take uh time off and and say like if you wanted to go and have a coffee in a cafe or something you can go and do things like that but then when you come back you have to really crack on with whatever it is that you need to do and and quite like last night I was sending emails to um a few people who are influencers that my husband found and this was like 11 o'clock last night and uh, I, I said to him, oh, you're giving me more work to do now. And it's just it, when he was looking for my book, these people came up and we, I thought, right, I've got to contact them straight away because otherwise either I'll forget or 
it there just won't be an opportunity so um yeah it's it is definitely something that you have to be prepared to put time into and I am I, I absolutely love what I do and it gives me a lot of freedoms but I just know to get the books to the um to where I want them to be this this additional hard work at the beginning is um absolutely necessary yeah and it definitely looks like it pays off as well yeah definitely oh well thank you again so much Alex I've really enjoyed talking to you for a second time and perhaps if and when you launch a third book you can come back and talk about that oh yeah hopefully September is the next one oh that's very soon yeah really soon we're in June now wow okay so yeah well we're going to um finish off today and then um, I might have to stay on the line and pick your brains about that a little bit so thank you again thank you so much Alice thank you as always I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Alice and I would love to know what you think so do please get in touch and let me know it's vicky at vickyweinberg.com and I genuinely always love to hear from you please do follow this podcast so you get all new episodes as soon as they arrive every Friday morning well take care and have a lovely week If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.